And I think that's a good reminder, just that hide it under a bushel? No! Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bible Geeks Weekly Podcast. This is episode 132. I'm Brian Sheely. I'm Ryan Joy. And thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. If our episode sounds a little bit different today, it's because it is different today for the very first time since we began the Bible Geeks. We are literally recording on the same bench in Indiana. This is bananas. (laughs) Not only are we together, but we are also outside right next to the lake at uh, beautiful Pokagon State Park on the Indiana-Michigan border. On, what is this? What bench? Well, there's a name for this bench. It's the Bench of Knowledge. I'm literally sitting on the Bench of Knowledge. We're overlooking the lake and sitting on the Bench of Knowledge. It feels fitting. Yeah, I feel wiser than normal. (laughs) This isn't quite the seat of Moses, but it's, it's, I mean, the Bench of Knowledge, that sounds like a good place to talk. I don't know if we're worthy, but. No, for sure not. All right, so we're going to start off the episode. We are continuing this conversation about leadership. Last week we were off. We had a replay episode. We were going to talk about meekness, but I think we'll probably fit that conversation into this discussion today. Our third aspect of what we're talking about with leadership today is letting our lights shine. And we always sing the song as little kids, so I think it's sort of fitting for us to let our lights shine in this world, especially as we're outside recording an episode. Yeah, there's the even though it's a, a brisk fall day, not is, what you're used to in it Arizona. Is chilly. I'm, I'm checking my, it's 39 <laughs> degrees out here. Ryan was telling me that apparently this is really close to shorts and sweatshirt weather. That's the best weather. I do not believe that at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my hoodie. I'm in my, I'm in my beanie. I'm ready to go out here. But uh, let's get into this conversation, though, about letting our lights shine. And we're going to start off, as we always do, with something that Jesus teaches us about letting our lights shine. And of course, you know where we're going, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, as he's talking about salt and light. But jumping into verse 14... Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We talk about this verse a lot, but what is, how meaningful is this for you in, in thinking about discipleship? Well, I think... It is giving a vision of our purpose, and purpose is so helpful to hone in on as you, you know, like like what we're doing this week, we're kind of stepping back and thinking about the past year, the future year, the big picture of our lives. And at some point, you got to come back to what am I here for? And one way that Jesus expresses this is you're here to be a light. And this is a picture, I think, drawn from Isaiah's many statements about how the Messiah and the people of God are meant to be a light that shines to all the Gentiles. We are a missional people. We have a purpose. We have a mission to take God's goodness out to the world. And so it's just helpful to remember, first of all, that I have a purpose that isn't about me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And second of all, 
that the way I do that is by letting God's light live in me so that I'm doing his works, so that I'm speaking his word, so that I'm exemplifying his character, something we don't do perfectly, but we certainly try to keep aligning ourselves again and again with who Jesus is. I love the idea of getting back to your purpose here, because I guess, like you alluded to, that's sort of one of the things that we're doing this week is just sitting down and thinking about, like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> what does this next year look like? What have we accomplished up to this point? And it's always a good thing for for you to do, especially if you get the opportunity to kind of do it out in a beautiful place like this. Mm-hmm. But thinking about why we're here and Jesus' statement that our whole mission is to be seen by others, is to be an influence on other people. What I was thinking about from here is is how, how we take the job that we're meant to do and we mess it up and we muddy it up by putting a basket on our light. And Jesus says like, it's a foregone conclusion that you that you don't go throwing a blanket over the top of your lamp. Like you're not going to do that. I mean, in the the cabin that we're staying in, there are like <laughs> four lamps in the main area, and every one of them is like a bird, it's connected, a giant owl, it, like a, an owl connected to a lamp, and it's like it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but like you can't imagine how functional those would be if you were literally like throwing blankets on these creepy looking lamps, you'd still be in the dark. Yeah. And, and Jesus not only talks about what you don't do, you don't put a blanket over the owl lamp, (laughs) (laughs) but also what you do is you put it on a stand and all of those owl lamps, you know, one of them is up on a tree, oh, kind yeah. of looks like it's on a perch. We're going to have to put high. pictures of these things in yeah, the show notes. They're, they're ridiculous. So. I feel like I'm in a in, in Hogwarts or it something. Really, yeah, yeah, it's frightening. But they're up high. Mm-hmm. You you don't like have a, a little lamp kind of down on the floor. It doesn't it doesn't light as well. Usually they're they're coming from the ceiling or right. or up high somewhere and that is a that's something for us to remember not only do we not want to conceal who we are in Christ but we want to allow our works to be put up not set on a pedestal like you know we're above everybody else we'll talk about that some more later but but put up high so that it's it's like intentionally shining out to as far as it can reach. Yeah. You know, we're looking out on this beautiful lake and you look at the way the water ripples and you think about, you know, I could probably get a rock from here to the lake and and the ripples that would come out from it just keep spreading outward and eventually it'll fade away. But the more that our lives can ripple outward to the people, first immediate family, and then outward to our neighbors, our friends, the church, and then outward as far as we can reach. That's, I think that's the idea. I'm switching up the metaphor, but I think that's the <laughs> idea of, of putting it up high. Let it reach as far as it can. Yeah. And you never know how far your influence can spread. Like, you don't know who is going to eventually be impacted by some kindness that you show to one person who's close Mm. to you or a correction that you give or an encouragement that you offer someone. Like you never know how far that's going to go and spread. And if you look at the New Testament, you look at the spread of the gospel, you see even actions of like one or two faithful disciples just like exploding across the known world. And I don't think it's that different for us today. I think we can have a huge impact on others if we're willing to, like Jesus said here, be seen, get out there, be 
visible to the world around us. Yeah, I think there's a lot of emphasis in the world about being, you know, being loud and proud, being, <laughs> you know, putting, you know, whether it's, you know, your political affiliation, mm-hmm. your lifestyle, whether that's an immoral lifestyle or, a, you know, or just like the tribes that you consider yourself part of. You don't hide, you stand out and you're willing to speak out. But in the same way, we have to we have to get comfortable being seen. Right. And sometimes it's hard to be seen, you know, (laughs) sometimes it's hard to be certainly to be different. But also, I think there is a natural humility that most of us are brought up with, that it's a good thing. That's Mm -hmm. a virtue, obviously, that also sometimes we can take too far to where we don't want to be seen. Not not that we're trying to make a big deal out of everything, but... (laughs) Yeah, I, I, the the meekness and the humility, yeah. right? Like we don't want people to see us, but at the same time, we need people to see us. And I think that leads into our next segment here on the episode, yeah. which is, do you understand? Do you understand anything they're saying? Oh, yes, Master Duke. Remember that I am fluent in over six million forms of... What are you telling them? Hello, I think. <laughs> so we have this question that every time we read Matthew 5 and we read about being a light in the world, really we're confronted with a verse that's not too far away from it, which we find effectively in the next chapter, Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, where Jesus says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So we're kind of left in this weird balance. Yeah. Which is it? Which is it? And so the question here that we're going to ask really, do you understand, stems from like, how do you find the balance between letting people see what you do and deciding that you're not going to be a show off about it? Yeah. Well, certainly motive has to do with it. I also think about the iceberg principle. Okay. Like, like lettuce? <laughs> Uh, No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Takes me to our discussion about how frozen lettuce is really bad. It's disgusting. And yet we call it iceberg. (laughs) Think of a giant frozen chunk of ice, though, up in the Arctic. And when we think about an iceberg, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of, like, where they have the top of it peeking out. And then Mm -hmm. you've got this giant structure below it. And, And often with an iceberg, there's a lot more below the surface than above the surface. And I think that's a good principle to examine ourselves with is most of what I'm doing that's good out in front of people, but when I'm alone, I'm not doing that? Or is this what I'm doing all the time, often without being seen? And I think that's part of what Jesus is giving us is a principle of wisdom that can keep us on track. Do these things when you're not being seen all the time. And then yes, allow people to see you doing it, but you're not just saying, oh, Oh, uh, everybody's looking. I'm going to I'm going to work up some righteousness, put on a little show, you know, and, and that's a very different thing to let someone into your real life. But your real life is anchored in the secret times where you're constantly practicing what God wants you to practice, whether it's prayer or, or giving or uh, other aspects of, of a holy life. And I think when you really start to, to look at Matthew 6. And you really start to see that Jesus is talking about a group of people who 
just really have no motivation aside from people looking at them. Like that's why they do everything. They're out there on the street corner. They're trying to, they're waving around their gift, like trying to get people to see how awesome they are. They're fasting and they just, they're making everybody aware of the fact that they're fasting right now because of their, their face and the way that their clothes are and everything like that. It's like, like their whole purpose is really to put a t-shirt on that says like, I am the one who is doing good things. Look at me. And that is a challenge. I think when, when you're not that person to really understand that, I don't think Jesus is talking about you. Like, I don't think Jesus is talking about somebody who sincerely wants to help people and wants to serve people and wants to just love people and show kindness. Jesus is not talking about you when he says, beware of doing everything so that people can see you. I think Jesus is really referring to somebody else totally who who isn't doing those things for the right reason. And of course, I think talking about motive is really a, a core piece of it. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I'm thinking about a time I might have told you about this before. I was I was a, maybe 19 or 20 or something like that and I I went to visit some some friends. I I didn't know them really well and we went out to lunch and uh I said, "Do we want to pray?" You know, they were all Christians and I I thought surely we want to give thanks for our food probably. And I was rebuked. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was I was told by a young man, this doesn't look like a closet to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's not like we were, we were in a booth. Nobody was looking. It's not like, excuse me, everyone. <laughs> Over here at table three, we're going to be praying. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Tap on the glass. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Holiness table over here. But, you know, it, and it's fine. You know, I, I fully understand and uh, the idea that if, if someone isn't comfortable mm-hmm. praying based on that passage, praying anywhere that anybody can see them, I think you get into a little bit of interpretive difficulty when you see Jesus consistently leading public prayers all the time before every meal, yes. before every, you know, yes. I mean, it's, it's sometimes there's thousands of people there watching him. But to your point, the idea isn't a outright new law forbidding any visibility of righteousness because that would be the complete contradiction to the passage. That's our, our text here we were looking at in, in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, we have to be lights in the world. But part of that is being genuine in our service to God. And that's how the light is real. We're really reflecting God that way and and not having something, I don't know, like, you know, those, those lights, the kind of eco-friendly lights that only when you walk by or when you open the bathroom door, they turn on yeah, and then you yeah, leave yeah. and they're gone. They're useful only for like a blip in time while anyone's actually looking <laughs> yeah, at it or there, yeah. right? Yeah. That's not a perfect metaphor because they actually do give real light. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I think that's part of it is like, oh, somebody's looking. Now I'm going to gonna be this way. We, again, just coming back to our purpose coming back to this as a function we can serve for others, if we're genuinely giving light, then people are not glorified. And this is another aspect of it. The end goal, Jesus says, is not let your light be seen before men that when people see your good works, they may glorify you. That's not what it says. (laughs) Right, right, right. But that they may glorify the Father and the kind of works you do and the kind of person you are is going to lead to either people glorifying you or people glorifying the Father. 
And that's another good test, I think, is what is the result? Is God being praised by what you're doing? I think that's a really good point. And you think about why you do things and why you live a certain way and why why you do anything. And and I think a lot of times, like especially in my prayers, and I know I've I've heard it from a lot of people who who I really respect, you know, their goal is to do things that glorify God. And whatever I do, I want him to be glorified and I want people to see him shining in me. And that's really again the focus that it's not it's not about me. And, you know, I'll tell you, there have been times where I'll give a sermon or I'll get done with a Bible class or something like that. You know, some, some opportunity I've had to serve. And you'll get people naturally who come up and say, thank you. And they appreciate you. And they kind of pat you on the back. And, you know, it, it sort of goes back to our, um, <laughs> the our golden pat on the golden back. Golden pat on the back, right? It's like, like you're looking for those things or, or you want those things. And like, and I really have to be careful not to because... It is so tempting just to want that kind of recognition and and praise, but that's not why I'm doing it. That shouldn't be why I'm doing it. And it's easy, I guess, maybe to, to shift your purpose from I'm doing it because of God and how I love him and how I want to glorify him and shift that into, ooh, this feels really good right now, right? And mm-hmm. so it is constantly a balance, which is why I think Jesus puts these things right next to each other. I, I think it's intentional mm-hmm. that he's not just like changing the game or changing the script. Like you do have to be careful because at any moment you can go from doing things sincerely and genuinely to putting on a face or putting on a show. Yeah, I think it's really good what you're bringing out because we don't want to downplay the danger and the difficulty, the honest banana peel in the road that we all can slip up on (laughs) consistently of that feels good to be we all want to be appreciated Mm -hmm. we all want to be liked and admired and respected and like we want our work to have value for people but I think one helpful distinction is recognizing the difference between praise and appreciation that's true too yeah it's like the the little me and the big me. Or it's mm-hmm. like the flesh likes the praise and the spirit can appreciate just being loved and having, have, having value to people. Uh, another way to think of it is the difference between knowing that the father is pleased with what you're doing, that Jesus is smiling down. We sing the song and the smile of the blessed giver gladdens <laughs> all our longing eyes. eyes. Yep. And just that idea of God smiling on you can be really powerful when we remember, okay, that's where the real value is. Not that we don't, that we aren't glad that someone got something from it, but that pleases God that yeah. they got something from it. And that makes me feel good. Well, and you think about so many times, especially in like maybe second Corinthians or other places where Paul is talking about just the amazing generosity that certain people had, right? And like how they gave and they gave and they were and they were so liberal in their giving. And he's more being grateful for what they've done. He's more just expressing his thankfulness for them. Mm-hmm. And he's not like holding them up on some pedestal so that everybody can just see their glory and their amazingness. Like he continues always to point to the reason behind their giving is that they love him and that they love God and they love Jesus. Like that's the reason why they're doing it. And I don't know, there's so many good examples of, like you were talking about gratitude Mm -hmm. and 
that is a good thing. So even separating that out of like somebody being grateful for you is not necessarily taking something away from what you're doing. Like you can still have people be grateful and also not be receiving the praise yourself. So that's, I think, a good, helpful sort of takeaway from some of this conversation for me, at least, is like, I'm literally close enough. I'm giving Ryan a pat on the back right now. Like I can, I can literally be. Right back at you. <laughs> thank you. I can literally be given a pat on the back and not feel like I'm somehow stealing valor or stealing yeah. God's glory somehow. Well, honor is a word that we see used a lot among early Christians, like Paul saying, "Give honor to these people." Right. Yeah. honor hold them honor, in high esteem yeah right. value somebody who's giving his life spending her life in service to others that is worthy of appreciating honor is about again not worship mm-hmm. not praise not exaltation honor is about worth and value and, and going back to what you were talking about with the philippians giving money to paul he says you know, you gave me that money, but that is in Philippians 4, 18, 19, that is a sweet smelling sacrifice to God. Right. You gave this to me, but it rose up and it made God happy. Yeah. And that, that idea of, again, just making God enjoy something, <laughs> like bringing, bringing joy to God. That's a, that's a good day's work. If you can say, i I did, you know, it's not not about me, but I was able to do this by God's grace to bring glory and joy back to him after all that he continues to pour out on me. It's, it's just a beautiful thought. And I, I think we found our way to how to let go of the, of the meanness yes. of letting our works be seen. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our third segment here on the episode. And that, as always, is through the week. I am ready to face any challenges that might be foolish enough to face me. So every week we drop five challenges that we're going to do, and we encourage you to do them along with us. This week, again, we are focused on letting our lights shine. And our first challenge is a reading challenge. And this week we're going to read Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16 that we already talked about earlier. John 8, verses 12 to 18. Philippians 2, 12 to 18, Isaiah 49, verses 1 to 13, and 2 Corinthians 4, verses 1 to 7. And I was focused here on Philippians 2 because, well, earlier in the week, we were reading Philippians all the way through, which is a great read. Mm-hmm. And we read it with a bunch of high schoolers who were just super excited to, to kind of step back and get a zoomed out view of this great book, That's just a cool. joyful book. And uh, I was really I was led to a new appreciation reading through it with them. And when we get here to verse 12, though, we start to see something about our influence in the world. As Paul says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And here's where the, the focus is. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. He's equating here something that I think we all do or we all have a tendency to do. And basically that is complaining 
and grumbling. Like, if you've never complained or grumbled, if you never just kind of got upset and, you know, under your breath mumbled something or you, you told somebody out loud or got on Facebook and just started typing away about something that you were mad about, like, please write to us and let us know how you've accomplished that amazing feat. Because I think, like, every one of us have gotten to a point in our lives where we've grumbled or complained. And what Paul's basically equating here is the fact that when we get into that mode, we just extinguish our light. Like that is a great example of putting the blanket over the owl lamp or like, you know, taking the batteries out of the flashlight or whatever you want to say. Like your influence just totally gets snuffed out when all you're doing is complaining and grumbling. And I don't know, it just makes me rethink what I'm really thankful for, how joyful I am, how grateful I am for things. And rather than being somebody who just looks at the glass half empty, who just sees things as less than they could be or upset about the way somebody treated me or whatever, it's like, you know, you can certainly be sad about something or you can certainly be, you know, wishing that things would be different. But like when people see you as just being a a sour, unloving, unexcited, unfun kind of person, like... They, they don't see Jesus in that. They don't see God in that. And I don't think you're bringing any light to their lives by, by that kind of behavior. And I just have to watch out for that myself. Yeah, it's, it's really, it would be easier to interpret that, you know, and think of some other definition of sparkling holiness that's not, <laughs> that's not about my light has something to do with not ever complaining <laughs> right or not arguing with someone <laughs> it's yeah the the picture of of gratitude and contentment and appreciation and trust in god as opposed to complaining and grumbling makes you think of the israelites of course <laughs> can't, hard not to go back there oh yeah and then the picture of of someone who, like in James 1, 19 to 21, is is listening instead of letting anger and uh, an anxiousness to speak and to argue, jump in, you know, is, is willing to listen and willing to receive different people's thoughts with meekness and give a thoughtful response. And if you hold up two different kinds of people that you know in your mind's eye, the person who is always grumbling and complaining and and arguing, and then the person who has gratitude that is just exuding from them and has compassion and love and meekness and humility that just flows from them, you can see why both of them might have a real conviction about the scriptures and believe in Jesus. And and yet there's one of them that people are going to see something and say, hey, could you tell me about the hope that's within you? And another one that people are going to be like, mm, that's a Christian. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that, that's a great one. The next challenge is a reflect challenge where we're going to meditate on a reflective question. And the question for this week is, do I ever hide or dim my light around others? So let's do some call and response, Brian. Okay. Okay. I want you to imagine yourself <laughs> As as six year old Brian, okay, in uh, in a in a class taught by maybe a, a Pam Sheely or a Joan Revis, mm-hmm. and you hear out loud blazing, hide it under a bushel. What's your response? No, I'm gonna let it shine. Is <laughs> that's my response? That that is the correct I, response. Although I, probably not in the same way. I would have said it as a six year old. Yeah. I would have said no. <laughs> 
There it is. There it is. There that it is. is the correct response. Yeah. Yeah. That's much more correct the that's second true. time around. And I think that's a good reminder just that hide it under a bushel? No! We, we teach our kids that response. First of all, when you're a kid, it's just fun to say no yes. emphatically. And say it loud and be yeah. allowed to say no. That's right? so defiant. That's yeah, true. No. <laughs> and I think there is a defiance in taking a stand that I won't hide my light, Jesus light that's within me, mm-hmm. under a bushel. I'm not going to let a basket or like we were talking about before, hide it. But also, I, I love that this question has this idea of dimming. Do your do your lights have dimmer switches? They're smart switches that all dim throughout my whole house. Yeah, so we we can always turn it down to a certain percentage and stuff. And it and if you ever actually accidentally push it up to a hundred percent, it's like oh man, it's like the surface of the sun in here because you're not used to that. Like you always have to yeah. dim it down a little yeah. bit, get the mood going. Oh yeah, nice nice candlelit feel to it, <laughs> you know and. You can see with dimmed lights, but you can dim it down so far that you're still quite likely to trip over a coffee table or something if you don't know the landscape of the room. And that's, I think, where I need to watch out more personally is do I turn it down a little bit just to accommodate people? And And it's not to say that I'm not aware of people and that I don't want to be living with salt and grace and the kinds of things we talk about. But I think there's something about the Christian light that is inherently confrontational. It is kind of, whoa, that was, that was bright. That, <laughs> that guy, I wasn't used to the way that he responded to that question or yeah. the way that he dealt with that issue or whatever it is. You know, he just walked right up to me and gave me a blessing or it sounds like a lot of people's reaction to jesus right yeah like that's how they when they saw him they were like whoa 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 hold on that is not what i expected to see yeah yeah Yeah. it is defying going back to being defiant it defies expectation right it defies what people expect whenever they see it so that's a reminder for me to just think about am i in any area of my life, turning a little dimmer switch down <laughs> in a particular relationship or a particular context at work or something where I am trying so hard to make other people comfortable that Christ is a little less visible in me. Yeah, I think that's helpful to think about, especially when we consider that it's not like a binary switch. And I like that I like that focus on dimming because it's easy to think, well, like you're either on or you're off, but like okay, am I like 85% right now? Or am I like 35% right? Like, where am I? And it kind of leads into our request challenge, which is a prayer this week that we'll pray together. Lord, give me the courage and love to shine. And that's based on Matthew 5, 14 through 16, as we talked about earlier. Give me the courage to shine. And it's not about asking God to, to cause us to shine, but it's like, it's asking him to shore up within us that courage to do it. We have all the the capability. We have all the tools we need to be able to shine. It's sometimes it's that it's that courage. And like you were talking about, like why why would I choose to turn the dimmer down? Am I afraid? As Paul talks about in Romans, am I ashamed of the gospel in some way? And it's it's kind of interesting because as we were thinking about 
recording this episode. Like, we're literally talking at a pretty loud volume level. <laughs> and there have been people walking down the path. And, like, I don't know what they heard as they were walking by. But, like, part of me feels like the, um, in a meta way, like, it takes a little bit of courage to, like, sit outside yeah. and have people walk by, potentially hear you talking about how much you love God. And I, I think that's cool. And I, I don't say that to say that we, we were out here so that we could be seen by people again, see our last segment. But, you know, certainly I think it takes courage to get out there. And if you can pray to the Lord to, to shore up within you that kind of courage, then I think that's always a good way to start out a day. It's always a good way to start out a year. And just to, to remember that you, you have something to offer the world. If, if you would only get over your fears to be able to do that. Yeah, it makes me think of the difference between let and so that. Or <laughs> it, Jesus says, let your light shine before others or allow people to see something mm-hmm. that you were going to do anyways. <laughs> versus as at the beginning of Matthew 6, doing this to be seen right or in so order that. to yeah, yeah the 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 point is to be seen it's just this is what i'm doing and if people see it and it brings some glory to god that's all all the better our next challenge is the respond challenge where we put some of this into action and this week's respond challenge is one of my favorite ways for letting our light shine for being visible and even confrontational in the most gracious and loving way, right. which is to ask an acquaintance what you can pray about for them. And Adrian, my wife, when she was a teacher in Phoenix and Tempe, she would every November go to people all around her, co-teachers, and, and just ask them what she could pray for them. And she said, okay, I'm going to be praying for you all day on November 12th. <laughs> What can I pray about for you, for the people in your life? And it would be marked out and she would do it every November. It's just not the whole year, but just going through November. And we're already in November. So if you wanted to do this in December, you could do, that's a great way to end the year. And you could go to people and let them know this is, I'm going to be praying for you this day. But you can also just go up to somebody or sit down with someone and say, hey, I've been thinking about you. Is there anything I can pray about with you or for you? There's some ladies at church that whenever they go out to eat, they say, hey, we're about to pray to their server. Would you like to join us? And is there anything that we can pray for you about? And and I think that's just another way. There's just all these little ways and prayer is a blessing. Most people appreciate that you care enough to offer a request to your God. And frankly, we are the priests of God. We are the ones who go to God on behalf, not only of ourselves, but of the whole world, asking for his blessing on the world. So I I just think that's such a simple but helpful way in to connect with someone and let some light shine. Yeah, and you talk about doing something that might not be confrontational. I mean, that's, that's probably the least confrontational thing that you can do. Like you're not poking somebody in the eye. You're not trying to tell people like they're going to hell or anything like that. Like you're, like you're expressing your love for them and how much you care about them. And if you're doing that with sincerity and they see that, I think that's a great way that you can interact with people. And so that leads to our last challenge here, which is a reach out challenge is a question that we're going to ask each other. And you can ask somebody that, you know, this question as well. 
is there a time you wish you had let your light be seen? So I guess we'll just talk about that for ourselves. Is there a time that you wish you had let your light be seen? Yeah, it, it makes me think, first of all, to ask the question, what does it mean for my light to be seen? Which I know we've just talked about for an hour, yeah. but at the same time, it goes with the dimmer light question. Like, um, are there times that I have not had my the knob turned to 11, as we said in a recent, in a recent uh, daily, you know, it, that happens a lot. And, and there's times in my youth, certainly, that I have let other people's influence really diminish how much I was willing to let my identity as a Christian define me, not only to them, but to myself even. Sure. Here now, as an adult... I think that it's more that dimming at times where I I don't take every opportunity that I have to, for instance, be a peacemaker or to think of myself as being on a mission to the people around me. And and I've for a long time been pretty visible. I mean, now it's my job, so it's really easy yeah, to yeah, let yeah. people know, yeah, I'm an evangelist, so, oh, you're a Jesus person. At least I know that much. <laughs> you know, but even, you know, when I was in college or right. at my last job, when I was an advertising guy, everybody knew who I was. They knew I, that was a big part of my life, but I didn't let it affect the relationship as much as I could have. I didn't mention things and celebrate the goodness of God and live with that light of joy and find ways to bring gifts and to bring good works to other people as much as I could have. I mean, I could have really been more hospitable. I could have been more of service. I could have brought Jesus' name into the conversations more. I could have invited people more consistently to do things with us in in the church or, <laughs> you know, in First Friday gatherings sure. or whatever. You know, I mean, I just, I think it's that kind of thing more so. But, I mean, as far as really hiding, there are plenty of times when I've done that in my life, too, where I've really... I really just said I'm I'm just not going to say anything right now. I'm going to I'm going to just spiritually at least kind of back into the shadows in the corner here. I certainly can feel some some shame for those moments and and I'm grateful that the Lord continues to work with me and bless me and and give grace for all of those times. I I think it's interesting as you were talking sort of about like the opportunities you could have used more like you know, we've already established that uh, I was a very young man when Ryan was an old man uh, <laughs> when we first met. But like old man of 19. Old man of 19. As I was 14, I mean, that was ancient at the time. But <laughs> I, I could not have thought of anyone who like pulled people in more and was more welcoming and connected people more and like got people thinking about important spiritual things. And so what I find interesting here is that even though you might look to somebody as being like, this guy's light is up to 11, like you were just talking about. Those people, I think, often feel like they're not doing as much as they could. And, and maybe that's true for them. Maybe they, they feel like there's more that could be done. And maybe you felt that way. Maybe I felt that way. And sometimes I think it's helpful to have that perspective of somebody looking at it when you're looking at it and you're thinking you're not doing enough and they're seeing you and saying, oh, you're doing more than anyone else could be. And I don't know, for myself, I wish 
my light would have been seen more, especially when I was younger, especially when, like you were talking about, you just have the, the influence of people around you, people who aren't followers of the Lord's, who just really have their own priorities and have their own desires to fulfill and, and are just living it up. And, and I certainly was influenced by those kinds of people more than I should have been rather than I was being an influence on them. But I also think about like, even in just parenting, I know we've been kind of talking about this this week, but like we had this conversation about what do I want to look back on mm-hmm. that I took advantage of or that I did well or some moment that I really grabbed the bull by the horns and I did exactly what was needful in that moment. And you can look back on those kinds of things in hindsight, you know, years down the road and say, 2022 was the year where I did exactly what I what I intended to do and set out to do. And there have been a lot of those moments where looking back on my parenting and the way that I maybe didn't take advantage of those opportunities. Maybe I didn't make moments of things that I should have made moments about, like have conversations that were difficult or challenging. And, and maybe somebody could look outwardly at me and say, well, you're doing a great job as a parent or your daughter's respectful and she's loving and she's thoughtful of other people. And, and maybe they'll say things that might be positive about it. But like, I think you always see the warts. You always see the, the opportunities that you've missed. And there are times even in just the way I've lived within my family is like, I know I could have done better and I know I could have been more of an influence. And, you know, sometimes the people who are closest to you are the people who know the most about you and who see your warts and who see all the difficulties that you go through. I'm sure they could tell you a whole lot of times where my light didn't shine as, as well as it could have. Yeah, that's two kind of two different kinds of not shining in a way. There's sort of the intentional dimming. Right. And then there's sort of like I somehow somewhere along the way unplugged my own light because <laughs> right. I I have my own yeah, foolishness or, you know, rebellion against God or whatever, you know, like the we we have our our moments where we just sort of lose our priorities or stumble. I think that your discussion about parenting is a really interesting other layer to bring into this. You brought up earlier, sometimes we don't know how the ripples are going to go outward or how our light is going to touch people and how far it's going to shine. And our kids are really one way where who knows who they're going to be? Who knows how many people they're going to touch? Who knows what, what an impact we are going to have through them as they amplify our influence outward into beyond our own lives. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty humbling thought as we've talked about how humbling, how humbling it is to sit here and see God's glory all around us, how humbling it is to appreciate, you know, a year of blessing as God has brought us through more interesting times. (laughs) Interesting (laughs) times. May you live in interesting times. How God continues to gift these things to us and someday our finite lives will come to an end. And yet, as that wonderful verse in Revelation says, blessed are those who die in the Lord for their deeds do follow them. The works that we do can be a light beyond ourselves. That's a good way to put it. And I think it's a good way to wrap up this episode is just forward looking, thinking about the future. What can we do going forward? And how is, how is our impact going to land in this world? I honestly have no idea, but 
I'm excited to find out. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool to think about. So as we move forward in this conversation about leadership next week, we are going to get into the wrap-up episode in our discussion here, kind of putting a bow on the whole thing, talking about how we can lead in community with other people. So what's the topic for the last week of leadership? We're going to talk about shepherding. And this is one of the Bible's most defining metaphors for leadership. And I think it's a really inspiring and helpful picture as we figure out our own leadership style in our families, Mm -hmm. in our Bible classes we teach, (laughs) in our relationships at work, and just with people that are around us, maybe people who are a little younger than us that we reach out to to mentor our own friends, you know, everybody is leading in, in different ways. And how are we going to reflect the good shepherd in the way that we lead? I think that's going to be an exciting episode. And as we've already kind of been talking about here on this episode, you can see shepherding fitting into a lot of the conversation that we've had. So thinking about Jesus as our good shepherd and the great shepherd really, I think is, is always something that we can latch on to and just... Good to great. Good to great. I mean, what's greater than great? Let's go there. So thanks everybody for tuning into the Bible Geeks podcast. You can find us on our website at BibleGeeks.fm. You can find show notes for this episode in your podcast player of choice or at BibleGeeks.fm slash 132. You can also follow along with this cross-training series there on our website as well. And if you want to see pictures of the lovely place, also (laughs) of the bench of knowledge that we are currently sitting on, check out our website there at BibleGeeks.fm slash 132. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. And may the Lord bless you and keep you today. Shalom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it.